Welcome to Take a Wonder with Shebs, the show that features some of the biggest travel bloggers, TV and radio personalities and journalists from all around the world. Each show aims to take my guest on a wonder and uncover topics that may not be discussed on their platforms or in the media, whether that's the state of travel blogging and journalism as it is today, or whether there's enough diversity within the industry. Perhaps what impact technology and social media have had on content creation, or in general the impact of current affairs on the industry. I also try and find out the journey behind each individual's success, as this is more important to me than the actual travel. This episode aired on my YouTube channel on the 23rd of November 2020, and it's with Christine Lazada. One of the topics I discussed with her was how she decided to go full-time with their travels and what it takes to become a full-time traveller. Plus, I spoke to her about some of their future ambitions. Christine, thank you very much for coming on. I really appreciate your time. How are you doing? I'm, I'm awesome today. Whereabouts are you at the minute? I am in Florida. So I have... Actually, one of the hardest questions for me to answer is where are you based? Because uh, as a non-stop traveller, I... Uh, have a little bit of a complicated life for that, but I spent a lot of time in South Florida and San Diego, California. Obviously, travel is part of your life. So where did it all begin for you then? I would say travel for me started after two different moments in my life. Um, I've always kind of been an adventurous, adventurous little tomboy growing up. And I have parents who are very strict and who love the very timed itinerary and vacations that are doing a million things and you have to be on schedule for everything. And growing up traveling with them, I always felt like there was something wrong. Like I always wanted to like wander off on my own. And on our vacations as we were growing up, I started wandering off on my own more and more. Um, And then I really got my first taste of what I would call real off the beaten path travel. And that, that wasn't until my college years. And at that moment, I met somebody who loved traveling the world. And I met him out in a very remote place in Guatemala, where we bought machetes and we hiked through the jungles and we went on just wild biking adventures and seen all of the beautiful ruins out there. And it was such a culture shock and such a different experience than anything I had ever had prior to that. And after that, I was like, adventure travel, like to the max, Uh, we need more, you know, wandering off the beaten path and doing these kinds of crazy things that make us feel alive. And that was more or less the type of travel I adopted thereafter. You call yourself a solo traveler, is that right? So I'm really big on solo female traveler and empowering other solo female travelers. Um, because I would say over the last seven years, so after that trip a long time ago, I started building a life for myself in the corporate world where I was like, I need to become a corporate employee that's remote, that has flexibility. And so after you know years of working at a desk in a cubicle for Walmart and Amazon, I eventually found that company that allowed me to be remote. And so for the last seven years, I was a remote employee that could work from anywhere. And I truly adopted the solo travel lifestyle where I was in lots of places all the time by myself, wherever the winds were taking me um, before I just recently decided to leave the corporate world to just be a travel creator and traveler. What sort of position can you be in to, to go full time? Is it taking the risk or is it just sort of building the contacts, I guess, or 
building the knowledge of becoming a full-time blogger? So those are good questions. And, and I think that the, uh, the smart answer coming out of my mouth would be like, oh, I'm super experienced. I'm well set up. I have the right connections. Uh, none of that. It's literally a, I think, working in the corporate world and having this desire to travel and this desire to like really live life made me realize that, you know what, you might not have the plan in place to follow your heart and make your life full of the things that you really want to be doing. And if you can just be smart, you'll be able to figure out your way as you go. As with any kinds of solo travel, right? So obviously you said you've been traveling for, for, for years now, but those corporate world moments, by the way, you know, would have helped you with the field that you're in now going full time because you learn how to work with different types of people, how to talk to different types of people. Um, that, just the knowledge, I, I think, graft and sort of work ethic, uh, I guess in the corporate world, I know what the corporate world is like myself, uh, it's not easy and it can it toughens you out. So there's going to be moments when you're traveling and trying to do this on a full time and, and get paid. Uh, there might be moments where, oh, you know, it's not going to be, is it, am I going to be able to do it full time? Uh, but I think moments in those work fields, can actually define you, you know. It's a, they always say, don't they, when um, actors or musicians, you know, they'll go working in bars or whatever, and you think, oh, they're never going to make. But that's actually part and parcel, part, uh, part and parcel of their narrative, really, isn't it? That they go through a journey to where they are now. You see, so. I totally agree with it. There are so many things I picked up along the way and skills that I learned, and literally cutting my teeth in the world of Walmart and Amazon that has given me a work ethic that I don't know anyone that can grind and hustle harder than I can. Um, I will put in the work. And I think what's interesting for me now that's different than being in the corporate world is instead of trying to, you know, build these big businesses and strategies for the executive team, which is what, where I came from. Now it's just, like, what do you really want to create? And like, what do you really want to do? And going back to the solo travel, one of the things for me is I am very inspired and very passionate about helping others, in particular women, to realize what they're capable of. And how that will come out is, um, is what I'm formulating right now, whether it's showing myself solo traveling and literally creating guides around how to do that so that you know you can make that a reality for yourself or you know something else i'm working on on the creator side right now is I love flying drones like there's not a lot of women out there flying drones and it's like why not and it's because there's a big fear and so it's like how can i break this down in a way where it's like you know it's so it's so easy and i think covid's a really great for me turning point where it's like wow the world came to a standstill and I had my moment to reflect because COVID was the first time I was not traveling, right? I was staying in place and it gave me a moment to realize like, it's time. It's time for me to do things I really want in life, travel. And it's time for me to try to bring that to others as well. And so I think having that, that knowing and that intention and then using what I learned in the corporate world, like you were saying, I'm going to bring it. I'm going to bring it.
I want to ask you because you've been, you have been traveling actually since the restrictions have come out. How have you found that? Because you're currently just doing domestic travel. Is that correct? That's right. And with all the places that you've been to, uh, what, what's your thoughts on, I guess, the safety aspect of traveling? So I started traveling again in May, in May 2020. And the approach that I took um, was, was one where it was, you know, I wanted to kind of test the waters, but at the same time, be really smart about it. And so, you know, I followed the large trend, which was, you know, local staycations and road trips. And so I started, you know, within one to two hours of where I have a home base in South Florida, was starting to explore Florida as it was opening up. But it was always around trying to choose activities and experiences that I loved, but would allow me to social distance. So, you know, being outside and Florida is such an easy place for that. Traveling to San Diego a lot, really easy place for that, where you can go kayaking, stand up paddle, be on boats, things like that. Um, go to Yosemite. I did a lot of um, the national parks during this time. It was such a great time for that, especially because with the reduced amount of people allowed to go, you truly get these experiences where you feel like you're in nature, where sometimes, you know, we can get really crowded. It wasn't crowded. And so my travels were at first road trips. And then um, once I was starting to learn, and again, like the whole travel industry was kind of like, like we got to change our policies to adjust to this. And so as all of the hotels were adjusting with better cleaning policies, airlines were starting to adjust with social distancing and better cleaning policies. That was, you know, I started feeling safer to get out there and do more. And so then I started flying back to California where I have my other home base in San Diego. Um, and another thing about staying uh, in lockdown was it made me truly reflect around how much I care about my loved ones and how much I want to be spending more of my time with them. And so spending more time and traveling with my family was kind of that next step to that. And as things have progressed and I, you know, I keep in the know about like all the latest travel news, like what's happening in different countries. I've kept it domestic to start because if something goes wrong or if I'm not feeling well, I want to be able to get back to a place um, where I can, you know, make sure I'm not getting anyone else sick if that happens to be the case, which it hasn't been. And now um, I'm going to make the jump and start going international. So I will be in Tulum, Mexico in a couple of weeks, solo traveling through there for a while. Um, and then making the jump to Africa, to Ethiopia in January. Just listening to that, have you had anyone sort of, I guess, question why you're traveling? Travel shaming? Yeah. (laughs) I think because when I went, I just recently come back from traveling and the amount of questions I had was why are you going out and during the pandemic uh, from family, friends, people I don't know, you know, are you being responsible? I had things like, you know, are you you being, you're being selfish, things like that. I think, but the, the way I, I, I've, the way I've sort of answered those questions was well, somewhere like, for example, Turkey, where it's not, it's a developing country. 
they require tourists, you know, tourists to sort of make a living. You know, forty percent. Someone told me was uh, the country was made out of tourism, and you think to yourself, well, would it not be? You got to look at it as I, I, I said. You got to look at it as if a lot of other companies are starting up again, um, slowly. The travel industry has made all the precautions, like like none other than I, I couldn't see. I mean, you could have et in the restrooms on the floor. That's how clean it was. That's what I mean. Yeah, seriously, that's how clean it was. Why would you neglect that industry? It's an industry where it's not just oh, it's travel. You're going to have it's nothing to do with. It, there's lives at, at stake here. You know, I've got. I have to admit, you know, there's friends from certain parts of the world asking for money because, and they're embarrassed to ask for money because they work in sectors where it's not paying. In fact, they've got no jobs, and so you, you've got to look at it as. You might you might think oh it's a bit selfish you know but I say well no actually it's not uh, I I also documented how to travel safely by the way so I'm going to be writing a few articles on this so it, I say to those people you know before you start judging you know how do you know how, how I travelled and because I've seen you one of the big things you do obviously you've got your YouTube channel uh, where in the world is CL you call it um, so you document everything you tell everyone each week I believe um, on how tips hints and tips so have you had those questions and have, have you told them go on my YouTube watch my YouTube uh, episode you can never just tell someone to go watch a video because they'll be like why don't you just tell me now and I, I love how you gently call it questions um, I have definitely been travel shamed um, and whether you call it harsher questions or whatever, but, um, and that's okay. Everyone is available to have their opinions and you do not know what kind of experiences they have or where they've come from. And so for me as, uh, what I call a fearless solo traveler, um, I've kind of talked about how I've tried to be smart about my approach to getting back into travel, but I would couple on top of that. Our world is different now. And so one of the things I hear a lot of people saying is, ah, like, you know, chefs, I can't wait for things to get back to normal. And I'm like, sorry, it's not going back to normal. Like the world is different now and that's okay. We just need to flex and change to what it is, which means if I'm choosing to travel, I am going to flex and change and do every new safety precaution that is out there or whatever rule or types of social distancing laws there are in the different places I'm traveling to. Absolutely. That's no problem. I'm happy to do that. That's the new norm that we're in. And as I've been traveling, you're right. A lot of people ask me, like, why are you doing that? You could infect people. And um, I think another way to think about it is when I start to tell them what it's like traveling, how, how different companies or uh, airlines or hotels or tour companies are practicing social distancing and safety, how I'm doing it, then they start to realize like, oh, like when you start answering their questions, not that it's a, oh, it's okay to go travel, but rather, oh, I didn't realize that. I may not have known that that was the case. And so one of the big things for me is trying to so my YouTube channel does capture my travel, but I try very hard to make it as um, helpful as possible. I am the YouTube video that I wish I watched before I traveled to that place. And so a lot of the content I've been putting out is, you know, what it's like 
traveling during COVID in Las Vegas right now? And would I recommend it in San Francisco right now? And would I recommend it in San Diego? And what are the types of activities that you can do that do that, that do feel safer for social distancing? And so when you can, I don't want to say debunk the myths, but help to educate people. And on my Instagram, you know, I'm trying really hard to post a lot of information about how traveling is different, whether, you know, silly things like what the Delta Lounge experience is like with COVID. Because, yeah, there's no buffet in there anymore, but it's still a great experience because they have grab and go individual containers. Someone may not know that, but whether they are deciding to travel or they don't think it's time for them, which I totally respect, I think we all just need to know what the new norm is now because, because it ain't going to go back to being what it was before. You know, something's going to change in there. Developing countries, third world countries, they're the ones that are really suffering at the minute. And uh, the sooner, as you were saying, though, there's not going to be, this is the normal at the minute. So treat it as the normal. Um, that's what I've been trying to say. So you obviously, as you said, your your hashtag is fearless traveler, you know. Um, maybe have a, I guess, sometimes fear can be a bit of a, an issue with people's mind. The biggest fear in life is, is that when my day comes, I will not have lived the life that I truly wanted to myself. And tomorrow's not guaranteed. It's just not. And it doesn't mean like, let's go do crazy things right now. But for me, it means let's make sure that the way in which we are living our lives right now, right here, is exactly what we want it to be, right? Going back to the, you know, leave the corporate world. Don't know what it's going to be, but I trust in myself and I know I can do this. And, you know, just fear can get the best of us in so many ways. And it's being responsible, as I said, to making sure what you're doing is responsible. You know, you're not putting people's in people in harm's way, and you know, you're keeping yourself protected. But that's just—I've always lived like that, anyway. You know, uh, prior to prior to hand sanitizers, you know, selling off the shelves, I always used to carry hand sanitizers when I used to travel abroad. You know, it was just like normal. You know, I because some places. Um, I won't mention countries, but they don't have the soap dispensers or anything. And you have to use hand sanitizer. And so I, I've always been clean. Um, it's just that it surprises me the whole world hasn't been. That's, that's the thing you see. <laughs> that's enough world. We've yeah. been there a long time. <laughs> so your YouTube, which you just spoken about a little bit, it's amazing because I watch it every week, you know. Uh, have you, I mean, in terms of the way you present it, uh, have you ever thought about, applying for these hosting roles on TV because you've got, you've got the talent, I'm telling you, because you've got the the, charis- yeah, the charisma, you know, there's energy there, you know, it's relevant as well. Um, have you ever thought about it? I'm passionate about what I'm talking about. And I think one of the things for me is when I'm excited, I'm okay with showing it, you know? And I think a lot of people kind of hold back and that's something I've really had to unlearn from the corporate world, which is a place where you are, um, sorry, chefs, I just want to follow up on the email that I sent the other day. I want to make sure that, like you talk in this weird monotone way with no emotion. And it's like, no, like I'm excited to travel. Like whether you decide to do it or not, like this is what you need to know. And it's, it's something I'm really passionate about. And it, it probably comes through with so much passion because I ain't making no money on YouTube. But it's it's really exciting to be on YouTube and providing helpful content. But 
uh, I don't know, to answer your question, I don't know where that's going to take me uh, talent wise, but I will say, here's a, here's a little teaser. Part of the reason why I'm capable of speaking with so much passion and so much charisma is because for 15 years, I used to be a fitness instructor. I used to be a group fitness instructor in which I taught everything from cardio kickboxing to spin classes to yoga to hot hula, which is sexy hula dancing, like all kinds of weird stuff, trampoline classes where you're on a trampoline the size of a basketball court. Uh, it's weird. Anyway, but that's kind of where that comes from. Ah, so that's where the energy comes from then. That being a- well, I'm also just excited about life. <laughs> it's good to show because um, you, you've got ways of doing it. Like, for example, recently I did a summit and they wanted me to come on because they like the way I a British demeanor, yes, hello. But yours is different, you know, it's it's fun. It's, I don't necessarily know how I'll come across like that. Someone will go, what's he doing? You know, he's not being himself. So, I mean, I'm, if you if you, if you ever travel with me, by the way, I'm very fun, you know, I'm always having a laugh and everything. Uh, but on camera, you know, presenting the, the show, for example, you know, I've gone. I've decided to go down the route of the very old style British um, shows where they used to come out, and it used to be very, very. If you ever watched some of the shows back in the seventies and eighties, it was very in depth, and you know, hello, good evening, you know that that, that I've gone with that sort of uh, style, you see, and it's it's worked so far. You know, no one said to me this is awful. Uh, um, I would have changed it if, it if if everyone said you know this is really bad. Uh, but um, so you've got to find your own way of doing something. And your biggest and that's thing. The beauty of being a creator, right? You can make exactly. It and also, you don't want everything to be exactly the same because if I was doing what you were doing, then it'd be like, oh, it's very similar to. So you want to do something very different. And but the biggest thing that you do is the drones, as you mentioned before. You're big into your drones. So, how, how, where did that all start from then? That it comes from being a solo female traveler, actually. So, one of the hardest things, this might, I'm like, whoa, this might sound a little vain. Uh, one of the things about traveling solo is, especially if you want to storytell and capture moments, oh, that's really hard all by yourself, right? And when you have a drone, not only can you capture the beauty of the places that you're traveling to and storytell with that and get new perspectives, this list is very long, but it also means that you can capture yourself, take photos of yourself, do things like ski down a mountain and film yourself kayak down a river and film yourself. Um, but for me, drones were fascinating because of that ability to capture a new perspective. And for me, uh, I'm an extremely competitive person who also does not like to be told shit. And in the world of drones, there are uh, it's growing a lot. You know, it's hard to find someone who doesn't know what a drone is these days. But if you look at the number of certified drone pilots that are out there, women make up less than 7% of them. It's really, really tiny. And when I talk with a lot of other solo female travelers, they're always like, I wish I had a drone. I want one so bad. And I'm like, you should get one. They're always like, I'm scared. I'm going to crash it. It's hard. It's really difficult. And I'm like, no, it's not. And in my desire to help people realize and live and just do things they really want in life, I want to break it down for people to show them how easy it really is. And so an example of one of the videos I have, so I have two YouTube channels, my travel one, and then my drone one. 
one of the videos on my drone one is uh, I showed my mom how to fly a drone in like just a couple of steps and then just like had her fly my biggest drone by herself. She did phenomenal. She did so awesome. And when she, when she landed it, you know, I caught her on camera. I was like, how was it? And she was like, no, oh, it was way easier than I thought. I'm like, exactly. And so how can I tell that story to more women? Because if you look on YouTube, the number of women talking about drones is the minority. There's lots of videos out there, but they are the minority. And I really want to just help more women. It goes, it goes back to, by the way, the, that fear, you know, the initial step. Oh, mm -hmm. I don't know if I can do it. I'm, I'm scared. What is there to be scared about until you've actually done it? You know, you're not going to find it. Until you've done it, you're not going to know, are you? Like, just try it. it it's so easy. Um, but it's, it's also one of those things where it's like, oh, like it's, it's such an experience in itself to see someone else do something and experience it for the first time that you that you do all the time right so it's that's a fun thing for me i've also noticed you you've recently got out a, a bag for for people to uh, travel with. i noticed that as well so you've got design skills as well so where did that all come about that's that's a good question thanks for noticing that um so what's interesting is when I travel, whether it's for three days or three weeks through three countries, I always travel with just my carry-on bag and my backpack. Uh, so I roll along and my backpack. And I, I never have, I always need a purse. I always need a purse, but I never like to pack one. By, by the way, is, is that because you don't, is, you don't, because I remember speaking to you or someone asked you a question on your, do you have, do you only wear black? Is there any other clothes that you wear? <laughs> I remember you replied back on, on the message saying, I, I, I'm, I'm not big into, I'm not a materialistic person. I, you know, I, I wear the same thing. Who cares sort of stuff? Is that the reason why you don't carry much when you travel? That is one of the beauties of being a solo traveler is that you can wear the same thing until it really needs to go in the wash and nobody will notice. Like I, I'm so ugly when I travel sometimes, like, and it just doesn't matter. Like, it, that, that's exactly how. If you see me when I travel, I just look awful, and you're like, nobody cares because. But that that that's the beauty of travel, you see, because right now, it, it's <laughs> it's the way when you travel, it's um, you're showing your emotions and you're you're literally showing. Oh, you know what? This it's a tough ride because, for example, I I um. When I went through to certain places uh, in my recent ones, you know, hardly any sleep because I took like sleeper sleeper coaches. Uh, we call it, I think you call them overnight buses. Um, but same clothes, you know, everything. You know, you don't get the time to shower or anything. So, who cares? That's the beauty of solo traveling, isn't it? <laughs> it is. So I I have well, especially with not really having like a home per se. Like it's kind of a newer thing for me to have home bases, but I own very very few belongings um i own very few pieces of clothing uh one of the biggest pieces of feedback i get on my instagram is are you really wearing that bathing suit again like i've never seen you in a different one and i'm like too bad watch someone else's instagram then uh <laughs> but i so i'm carry on only and um i always need a purse to carry more than just a couple things, uh, you know, my camera gear, for example. And so I created something that I really cared about, which is just a roll-up tote, but added some flair around it with, you know, a, of course I don't have one with me right now, a sewn-on pocket to fit your iPhone. And then really going back to, you know, like 
living the life you really want. One of the things about me is um, I drink champagne every single day, uh, if not most days of the week. And the reason for that is because it's a reminder for myself that I want to every day live a life worth celebrating. And so on the front of the bag is uh, a hand-painted champagne saying, whether it's the real champ, which I needed to explain. My mom means the real champagne uh, and not champion. <laughs> and the other one says, let's get it popping. Uh, but it's just a really fun thing that I'm making available for sale on Etsy if, if people who follow me on my YouTube want to uh, wear the same black thing that I wear all the time. And where is it that you, is it only on your... Is it on your website or is it is it only only through you you have to contact? I'm working on it. You'll see. It'll be on my website eventually. Yeah. So any memorable visits to countries or places that sticks in your mind always? So let me give you two hopefully shorter stories. Uh, a place I would go back to over and over and over again for me would be Thailand. Um, and the reason for that is actually a million reasons. Culture, food, people. It's a beautiful place. But for me, it was the place where I went and conquered one of my biggest fears, which is an embarrassing fear to have because I grew up in San Diego on the beach, but I'm scared of the ocean. I'm scared of the ocean. And there's nothing I love more than being at the ocean, in the ocean, on the ocean, and on a boat. And I realized it was just time to get over that fear. And maybe similar to what we were talking about before with so many people questioning my travel simply because they needed to know more about what it's like. I was scared of the ocean because I didn't know a whole lot about it. And so I went and got my diving certification out there. And now I'm close to 80 scuba dives around the world. And now that I've gotten to know the ocean more, I'm no longer scared of it. And so I love Thailand. That's a place I would always travel back to. And actually, my second story um, of a travel experience that really transformed me was riding a bicycle from Bangkok, Thailand to Siem Reap, Cambodia. And it took seven days to ride a bike. Um, and it was riding through rice paddies and shrimp farms and through areas of Thailand and Cambodia that I have never seen poverty that deep and i have never seen happiness at that level and it gave me this new perspective of there's so much less we need in life to be happy true happiness in life doesn't come always from the things that especially for myself as an american our culture makes us believe and it was after that moment of seeing that kind of happiness that i realized how little i need and after that, I, I gave away almost everything I owned and just kept three boxes of belongings and my bicycle um, and decided to go after the life that would make me happy, which was living in New York City. And so I moved to New York um, with just those few belongings at, right after doing that trip. Those are amazing stories. I can relate to the Cambodia one where that was one of my biggest transformative uh, experience where, as you just mentioned, happy the word happy i've not seen anyone any people as happy as them and they've gone through recent history of you know torture you know there there was a dictator called pol pot and i went to this killing fields in phnom penh and it was like the biggest oh it was it was the biggest moment where it just changed my perspective on life and everything and i remember you know seeing the skulls and stuff and whatever stress i used to have it just all got eliminated 
because I think back and think, well, actually, uh, they had it tough. I think you need moments like that, and it really does change you. And I've become a person now that I don't really, I, I've not, I don't really buy clothes myself. <laughs> Literally, the only time I'll buy a t-shirt is when I go traveling. It'd be like, this is my t-shirt that I bought from. This is a travel t-shirt as well, by the way, from um, from uh, where did I buy it from Rio? You know, so this is uh, all my all my stuff. Already. And if people give me stuff, I take it. But then apart from that, I, I tend not to. It becomes, well, why do you need it and stuff? And But then your pictures look, oh, you're wearing the same T. I do get asked, you're wearing the same T-shirt that you wore on that trip. And it's like, well, who cares? You know, so it's like, it doesn't really matter. Well, maybe you should adopt the wearing colorful hoop earrings everywhere you go to distract from everything else being the same all the time. Yeah. But obviously, because you're always traveling now, um, are you able to sort of form relationships with, with guys? Is that is that difficult? It's a good question. And I, I think maybe this will be the only place on the internet that I tell this story because I met my current boyfriend while traveling, while leaving my husband from before. And so going back to living the life that you really want, I was going down a path of creating the perfect on paper life in which I had married my best friend. We got married in San Francisco. We bought the million dollar condo. We had, we had everything. We had the careers. We were moving up in our careers. We had the whole life set out. And if you were to predict what I was doing the next day, the next year, the next five years, the next 10 years, the next 20 years, you would be able to know exactly what I was doing. I was living a very predictable life going down a very specific path. And one of the moments that I had that I realized um, that I was not in the right relationship was my husband stopped traveling with me. He's, we started growing apart where he realized that he wasn't as adventurous um, as he thought. And he decided that if you want to travel, you can do it on your own. And so that's when I truly became a solo traveler. And we really grew apart. Um, and it was, a, it was a tough decision, but I made the choice to leave him. And it was one of those things where, you know, when people lock in on something in their lives, you just got married, you just bought the condo, you just, 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 doesn't matter. That's not the life that you want. And I decided to leave him and I was not looking, but I was just ready for my life to be something else. And I was on a trip. I was on a trip that I didn't want to be on. Actually, I was on a cruise. Cruising for me is the ultimate, like, <laughs> like, can't do that. You got to do this on schedule. And this is your excursion. And this is like, you know, it's like the ultimate itinerary oh, with my parents, because my parents love very scheduled, structured travel. But you know what? I was excited to be on this trip because they were so excited to be on this trip. And in family travel up until that point, there had always been like, you know, you know, like, oh, like someone's not having a good time or whatever it may be. Everyone was having a great time. And I was having a great time because I've never seen my parents, my sister, my nephew, my brother-in-law so happy before and having a great time. And I spent every waking moment with them on this cruise and they go to bed at 9 p.m. And I love to pop bottles and drink champagne. And so I was out in the nightclub every single night. Because uh, one of the things I do when I travel solo is I still go out. I spent New Year's Eve solo in Madrid 
dancing on top of a table, getting bottle service by myself. That's the kind of journalist that I am. But I was at this nightclub, and if you've ever heard of headphones parties, where it's a silent disco, there's two different DJs spinning. You can kind of change which DJ you want to listen to. And I noticed that there was somebody there, and I'm, I have a long history of dance. I love music. I follow a lot of um, different music artists. Um, and there was someone there who knew every single lyric to every obscure hip hop song that I love. And I walked up to him at the, at the end of the night. I ripped his headphones off. I was like, sit down. Who are you? Why do you know the songs that I love? And uh, I ended up falling in love with him on that trip. And two and a half years later, here I am um, at his place in South Florida, where he has been living for a long time. But I never thought I would uh, have that kind of a story to tell. So that's who I'm in a relationship with. A guy that lives in South Florida, I met on a cruise in the Caribbean. <laughs> Everything's planned out. And you were just saying, you know, uh, how could you do this? This is, this is all planned out for you. But then sometimes you look at it and go, it's just too predictable. And if you've always had it within you, you know, the, the adventure and my, my partner in, you know, in crime it isn't, isn't that, then you've got to make that bold decision and say, you know what, I, I don't want to go through 20 years and look back and go, Maybe I should have done this. Maybe I should have done that. And oh, that's so scary. Even just I know that would be such well. A... That's the thing you see, and this is where we go back to like the COVID situation. I don't want to look back and go, I just wasted like a year just not. And that, a year is a long time. You know, you can it can make you break you. So just imagine going through twenty years of the same thing. You know exactly what's happening. So I I I, I applaud you for realizing it and deciding to make the decision and say, you know what, I can't do this. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to. If you're gonna hate me for the rest of my life, but this is for me. But but you, you know what taught me that though? Solo travel. So what's interesting about solo travel, and what's part of the reason why I am an advocate for helping other women to to go do it, is because when you solo travel, you can do whatever you want, whenever you want, and especially for females who are caretakers, who are always worrying about, oh, chips, what do you want to eat? Or like, what do you want to do right now? Or is everyone okay? Like, don't worry about anyone but yourself, right? And it has taught me to get to know myself so well, right? You know exactly what you want all the time. And you also know that you can have confidence and trust in yourself. Because when you're traveling, adventures happen and misadventures happen all the time. And you need to get out of those misadventures yourself. And you prove to yourself over and over and over how you're able to overcome these challenges. And as you build that confidence, as you build that knowing of yourself, making those other hard life decisions are something that you, you have been practicing for, right? Yeah. Whew. That's my story. <laughs> Amazing. I have to say it's, it's amazing. Um, well, I want to thank you for coming on, Christine. Uh, it's been fascinating talking to you. So if anyone wants to follow Christine's journey, where is it? Uh, YouTube is where I am at the most, mainly for helpful YouTube videos as it pertains to travel or drones. Um, a little bit more of the personal side of me comes out on Instagram. So YouTube and Instagram. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for your time, Christine. And I shall hopefully... One day, if I can get to the US or anywhere in the world, I'll meet up with you and we can talk more.
Sounds awesome. Thank you for having me. No problem. Thank you. You can follow my guests on all of their social media platforms. The details are in the description. That's it for Take a Wonder with Shebs. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms. Until next time, bye for now.